Hey, this is Steve Olsher, and we've gone through the archives to find some of our favorite episodes from over the years of Reinvention Radio. We've been doing this a long time. As a matter of fact, we released our first episode of Reinvention Radio in 2009, and we've sat down with literally hundreds of people over the years, and we decided, you know what? Let's find some of our favorites, and we're going to re-release them as Reinvention Radio Classics. Hope you enjoy it. Love podcasts? You'll love Podcast Magazine, taking readers into the lives of today's leading podcasters and beyond the microphone of the shows fans love. Each month, Podcast Magazine's dedicated writers share personal interviews, industry happenings, exclusive categorical charts, and independent ratings and reviews of under-the-radar shows. If you listen to podcasts, subscribe now at podcastmagazine.com and grab a free lifetime subscription while you can. That's podcastmagazine.com. This is where normal comes to die. Mediocrity meets its final demise, and the status quo is unabashedly dismantled. Welcome to Reinvention Radio. Now, here's your host, Steve Olsher. Alrighty, welcome to another edition here of Reinvention Radio. Steve Olsher hanging out live with you here inside of Club Pod on Clubhouse. You're here with us live right now. Good to have you here. What is going on? And if you're listening to the podcast, then that is awesome too. Make sure you join us in Club Pod on Clubhouse whenever you can. We've got rooms going almost all day, every day. And uh, of course, we we do our best to really elevate the, the podcast industry one room at a time, go deep into podcast culture, the world of podcasting, uh, and of course, try to help podcasters and entrepreneurs alike with their businesses and uh, really help them understand the business of podcasting and help folks really get to another level with their business. And uh, some of you have podcasts, some of you are thinking about podcasts, some of you are looking to grow your podcast, and others of you have no interest in podcasting, but you're just hanging out here with us in Club Pod. So whatever that reason is for for being here today, welcome, welcome. Uh, And it's really, really good having you here, and today we're joined by Alina Vincent. And if you don't know Alina, well, then you are really in for a treat. I've known Alina now for God, I don't even know how many long. How long, how long have we known each other, Alina? Is it six years? Seven? Five, years? six years at least. Yeah, yeah, five, six, seven years, somewhere in there at least. And uh, and so it's very, very cool having you here. Uh, I know you've been crazy busy with building your business online. Uh, Perhaps you've seen Alina uh, with what she has done with the world of challenges, uh, really helped to put that whole concept of challenges on the map. As a matter of fact, the first time I had ever heard of a challenge was through Alina, and now you probably have seen them elsewhere and probably everywhere. And so you can thank Alina Vincent for a lot of that. And so today, what uh, what I really want to do is I really want to give all of you uh, the opportunity to learn from Alina. Uh, I also want to make sure, and, and again, if this is your first time here on Club Pod, welcome. Uh, I want to make sure that we give you the opportunity to ask your questions as well. So we do leave ample time for Q&A, uh, and, and specifically Q&A around how do you turn your expertise into money in the bank? And so Alina, let me just let me just start with that basic question 
is in your mind, is it possible for anyone and everyone kind of regardless of reach, regardless of, you know, sort of the, the vanity metrics that, that a lot of people put so much weight on? Is it possible for pretty much anyone and everyone to turn their expertise into revenue, into money, into leads and all that fun stuff? Yes, I would say 100%. Anyone with any level of expertise, doesn't matter if you're in business right now or not, anybody has something that other people will pay money for. And very often, it's the expertise we undervalue. It's something that comes super easy to us. And we assume that everybody else can do it the same way we can. And we always undervalue our own knowledge and expertise and experience. And we overvalue, we give way more credit to what we think other people know. So when it comes down to reaching out and like really claiming and owning your expertise, I have not met a single person yet in my whole entire life. And I work with thousands and thousands of people specifically on helping them uncover their expertise. I have yet to find a person where we could not find a single thing that could not teach. Mm -hmm. So let, let's talk about that for a second, because obviously, well, not obviously, because not everybody knows you. Um, as a matter so, of fact, so let's... The answer will be yes, I well, think everybody can. Okay, got it, got it, got it. And, and so let me <laughs> let me ask you this. So first and foremost, I, I, I was actually rude. I didn't give you an opportunity here to really introduce yourself, because your <laughs> your story is one that I know is of interest to people, especially those who are looking to reinvent their lives and reinvent their businesses. Because uh, I know you've gone from basically zero to, to over a million dollars in revenue in, in, in roughly four years' time, which is super impressive. But your your background actually isn't in online marketing. Like you kind of moved in this direction. As a matter of fact, you literally moved, <laughs> which, which which brought you here uh, to the states. But I, I want to I don't want to be rude here. I want to make sure you have. I want to make sure people have an opportunity to get to know who you are. So, can you give us the brief? sort of 30-second Alina Vincent intro. Um, again, I just want to make sure people know who you are. Sure. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I did not start in marketing, and I did not start my whole entire career thinking that I will be an entrepreneur. Like, nothing could be further from the from the truth. I actually started as a third generation teacher. I got my academic background. I got several advanced degrees. I spent the first about 20 years of my career teaching at the university. And so teaching is has always been in my blood. But eventually I realized that I did not like having a boss and I did not like having to ask permission for anything that I wanted to do. So I started my own business. And my first business was one of the hobbies that people said, hey, if you wanna start a business, just follow your passion and create a business. So my first business was photography business. And I spent about two, three years building that. And when I started that business, I realized that just being good at something is not gonna get you clients. If you're sitting quietly in the corner and hoping that people will come and hire you, that's not how it works. So I spent those two, three years as I was building my photography business, learning everything I could about Don't marketing, about, about selling, about talking about myself. And eventually I got it to six figures, but the whole entire thing was completely unleveraged because every day when I worked, I was working with people one-on-one. -on -one. So I would take their pictures, I would retouch their photos, I would have my enrollment conversations or I would uh, sell my packages to them. So every single day I was working one-on-one -on -one and I was basically trading money for dollars. And that's when I decided I needed to walk away from that business because even though from the outside it looked successful, from the 
inside, I kept working hard and there were no more hours to add to my day. So I decided to start a business that would be way more leveraged. And I started recognizing some of my expertise in attracting clients from Facebook organically. So that's what I started with. When I started my coaching business, uh, the very first thing I did, I created an online program and I packaged my expertise of getting clients from Facebook into a program. And that's what started my business. That's what's, uh, that's when I started with challenges. I started with creating programs and that's what got my business from zero to over a million dollars in just four years. And this, this business can scale pretty much to anything I want it to be. Yeah. And I appreciate the background on that. And, and it's really interesting too, because there's a lot of folks who feel like, well, number one, I don't really have anything that people would want to, to, to pay for in terms of my expertise, right? I mean, I think that's, that's a big question that a lot of people have is, is what would someone actually pay for? And so one of my, one of my adages that I really like is, is to a second grader, a fifth grader is a god. And yes. when, when you think about it from the standpoint of you really only need, need to be a couple of steps in front of someone in order to really help them with no matter what that is, that is of value because you're helping them avoid a lot of the mistakes and the trial and tribulation and brain damage that you had to endure to get there, right? So give us an understanding of how you help people figure out like actually what their expertise is that is actually saleable. Oh, well, it's kind of a, it's a three-step process. So the very first thing we would look at is what the actual expertise is. And expertise could come from like schooling, certifications, trainings, degrees. That's what people usually like start with. And some people will say like, well, I don't have any special trainings. The second thing we want to look at is uh, what kind of different careers that you have? What kind of skills and talents do you have? What kind of divine gifts and downloads you've received? And just in general, what are you good at? And it doesn't have to be attached to a specific certificate. It could simply be like, I'm really good at this specific thing. And another thing is to kind of keep in mind is you basically have a PhD in your life. So it doesn't matter how old you are, you have gone through things in life that nobody else on earth has. So if you look at the combination of your knowledge, skills, expertise, and the different careers and the different businesses and the different experiences you've had in your life, nobody else on earth has the same combination of this unique, um, unique bundle of who you are. And it could be like, like, so for me, part of my story is I came here from uh, Soviet Union. So that's a big part of where I grew up. I was 20 when I came here. So very few people have similar background to me and then uh, worked at the university and then had a photography business and then had a business coaching business and created this whole entire system on challenges. So if I look at my whole entire life, nobody else has the same experiences, which means when I teach or when I help people around my expertise, my stories will be unique. My uh, examples will be unique anything that's like my own experience, my values. So that's what makes us unique. And as you said, all you need to do is look for people who are struggling with what you used to struggle a couple of years ago. So all of us have some kind of expertise we can help others with. And it could come from your own life journey, from the experiences you've had in relationships, in health, in what you had to overcome. And there's somebody struggling with this right now. So pretty much it doesn't matter what your expertise is. There's always somebody who's going through it right now and would pay anything to make the pain stop or to pay anything to make, to get more clarity. 
And when I say uh, the process is a three steps, so the first one is really identify that expertise, that unique expertise you have. The second part is look at your passion, like what drives you, what gets you excited, what lights you up. And you want to combine that. To me, the sweet spot when you're looking at your expertise is not just something you're good at, because eventually it would turn into a job if you don't have the passion behind it. However, if it's something you're happy to do and still do it a year from now, five years from now, then it's definitely worth creating a business around that. So the first step is looking at your expertise, combining it with the passion to find that sweet spot. But again, so far, it's only, we've been only talking about me, myself, and I, right? What do I want to teach? What do I, what am I good at? So the third piece is where, like, you actually find that perfect niche is you have to make sure there are people who aware of the problem you want to solve and currently actively searching for solutions. If you get those three pieces in, in a combination, you got yourself a profitable business. That's a lot to unpack there <laughs> and really <laughs> detailed do, and really appreciate it. I can and do it again and slowly. I, I know you can, right? Which is, um, well, which is part of the reason we'll hear why uh, if you're in Club Pod hanging out with us here live, uh, we're going to release this as a full episode of Reinvention Radio so you can slow that down and listen to that because there's just so much good stuff there. Uh, Monica, thanks for raising your hand. I'm going to get to a question uh, from you in a second. And uh, again, first time uh, hanging out with us here in Club Pod, we do like to keep things really interactive. So this is one of the reasons to join us live is to be able to ask your questions of the experts that we bring in and then the panels that we bring in uh, to really try to help you. Let me, let me just ask you this, Alina, before we jump to things. And then obviously, uh, you know, I've got a lot of questions and hopefully you guys uh, as well. And Monica, I'm going to get to you here in a second. But you brought up a really good point, which is just the question around looking down the road, like five years down the road or two years down the road or something like how do you know what it is that you may not grow tired of? Like, it's so hard to predict. Like, as you look at your journey and really leveraging your expertise, like moving from from Russia, changing careers, Facebook challenges, like, you know, creating online courses, all the things that you have done over the course of your career. How did you know which one to select? Because you could have chosen any of those really to teach them because you're an expert in all of those. So how, what was your criteria for deciding, okay, this is the one I'm going to teach? Um, really, really good question. And of course, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? I can look back and come up with all sorts of reasons why I chose what I chose. But when you're in the moment, uh, this is what I do with my clients right now. I tell them when you're choosing your niche, when you're choosing that focus for your business, when you're choosing the direction, you have to stick to it for a year. And that immediately creates this almost physiological reaction on people. They go, oh, no, I can't just stick to that for a whole entire year. And um, another question I ask them, like, if this thing became really, really, really successful and you all of a sudden got known for this and you have thousands of people who are coming to you and chasing you and they really want you to deliver on this specific expertise, will you be happy? Or is this something that you just want to do because it's easy? So, and really, honestly, when people are... Like I work with a lot of multi-passionate, multi-talented people who have who are good at so many things. And what they struggle with is not even finding what their expertise is, but choosing between 20 different things they could be doing. So doing this exercise and actually asking yourself, if I was still doing this a year from now, will I still be happy? Is a really good question because your body will tell you, like you will know immediately if that's something you still want to do a year from now. So do this kind of a reaction because... Um, 
ask yourself, like, if I became known for this, will I resent this? Will I get tired to working with these people? Am I choosing this because I'm really passionate and I'm willing to do it for the next five or 10 years? Or is this something that, like, I'm just choosing it just to choose something? So for me, when I was looking at creating a photography business, my photography has been my passion since I was 12. So I'm always uh, walking around with a camera. So for me, it was like, it's already been such a huge part of my life. I can, of course, imagine myself continue doing it for 5, 10, 20 years. The same thing when I started with the business coaching that I currently have. To me, a big part of what I do as a coach and consultant and a strategist is I teach. And I know I can't live without teaching. So for me, like making things, simplifying things, breaking them down to step-by-step processes, making everybody's lives easier, for me, like it doesn't matter what I do, it will still be an integral part of whatever business I have or whatever career I have. So look at what makes you happy and you know you still going to be happy doing it years and years from now so that's kind of my long answer yeah to no it's a it's and it's a great litmus test it's, and, and of course no one's got a crystal ball and we can't try to predict how we're going to feel but we can get a a general sense of okay this is where i am right now this is what i'm enjoying and and so it's a good it's a really good litmus test monica let me kick it over to you and and, and again if you guys have any questions here it's a rare opportunity as a matter of fact alina is this your first time on Clubhouse altogether? Did we? Is this it... is my very, very first time doing anything on Clubhouse. Oh. So I joined like in the first weeks, grabbed my name, and I left. I never listened to any of the rooms or talks. And this is my very first time actually speaking in any of the rooms. Yay. So there you go. All right. So um, it, it, not all of you can do this, but can you guys at least raise your hands in a way of showing applause here for uh, for Elena? Just raise your hands. And there you go. Monica's flashing the mic. And yes, there we go. So thank you for that. So congrats on, on hanging out with us and good, 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 good having you here. Let me let me ask you. Well, let me, actually, you know what? Let me kick it over to Monica. Let me get let me give Monica an opportunity here to ask a question. Uh, and then if you wanted to ask a question of Alina, again, really rare opportunity. First time here on Clubhouse, hanging out with us and, and let's let's show her some love. And uh, and by the way, give give Alina a follow, right? Let's let's blow up her follower count. Let's get her some more followers uh, and show her some love. So Monica, what is your question about turning your expertise into money? Well, I mean, first of all, thank you for being here. And I feel honored to be on the stage with Alina because I have been following her and attending some of her educational programs about you know, challenges and how to do that. And not that I've implemented that yet, I haven't, but um, I have to say that what you're offering today is so helpful because so many of us entrepreneurs, you know, solopreneurs have, have really like, there's so many things you could do, right? To, to keep, to get your business going or to scale it and all that. And I know how overwhelming it can be, but what you just shared, I just want to express gratitude to you for saying, you know, will I still be happy if I get known for this is a question I've never heard anyone ask. Mm -hmm. Because I think a lot of times we subconsciously sabotage our business because there's a deep fear of it being too successful. And that, oh my God, you know, what if I had a hundred thousand people really following me for this thing? Or or even a hundred people following me for this thing that I'm not even that sure that I'm great at, you know, that's what goes through. I think a lot of beginning entrepreneurs minds is maybe I, I know that I'm good at this, but you know, 
what does that really mean? And what if I actually get so visible that people will be flocking to me to help them? I have that a lot with because I used to coach a lot of beginning coaches and I, I don't do that anymore. But I found that it was really one of the biggest fears that would hold them back. So um, I just wanted to thank you for that and, and share that. I guess my question would be to you, what would you say to someone who has that fear that maybe maybe I'd, I'm not sure it would be a, a great thing for me to have you know, that many people following me? Just, just curious what you'd say, Alina. Sure, great question. And I'm so happy that you're here and asking your questions and shared a little bit of your own background. So a um, couple of thoughts that kind of come to mind. First of all, yes, we all have this I'm not enough, who is gonna buy from me? What if I create something and nobody wants it? There's that fear when we're creating a business or coming up with a new idea. And on the other hand, what if I become uh, wildly successful? What I hear from a lot of my clients when I tell them, okay, you need to choose the focus. You need to choose the direction because that's the way to create a six-figure business or multiple six-figure business or get to seven figures. And they always are afraid of being pigeonholed for something. It's like, what if I only get known for that, but I'm so much better than that. I can do so many more things. So that there's that fear of like, what if I get known for just one thing and everybody will only think I do this thing, which is actually a really good thing to have, but there's that fear too. And of course there's a fear of um, visibility. And when we are not super confident in our skills because we're just starting out or we didn't have enough of a track record yet, we say like to me, the scary thing was, what if I say something and some other big guru who's been doing it for 20 years longer than me disagrees with me and says that I did something wrong or I'm teaching the wrong things. So for me, the fear of visibility back uh, back when I was starting out was more, what if I say something that other people will not think is the right thing to say? There's lots of different things we talk, tell ourselves. So my advice is, go ahead and do it anyway. My advice is create, like for me, the number one leverage thing you can create in your business that straightens your head and helps you create a process is creating an online program. And the most amazing thing is a lot of people wait to create confidence in themselves before they go out there and offer a training or offer an online program. And in reality, nothing builds your confidence more than actually taking people through your process and seeing the results. I work with a lot of uh, people who are just starting out in business and they just, they hold themselves back. They stop themselves because they don't think they're enough. Alina, hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to time you out there for one second because (laughs) I just want to make sure that people don't gloss over that because that was just, it was really, it was really smart in terms of an approach insofar as not only figuring out what it is that you want to be doing and really might like doing, but just how to even get started. So what what you said there, if I heard you correctly, was part of figuring out what it is to do is to do something so that you can then, it sounds like either eliminate that potentially as something that you don't necessarily want to do or realize that in the act of doing it, you're like, holy cow, this is, this is something I, I really love doing and I want to do more of it. Yes, absolutely. You okay. nailed the, the nail on the head. Yeah. Uh, what we 
when I work with people, the very first thing we usually do is we recognize, identify one of the expertises they have, and then I have them create an online program around that. And we do it in a super simple pilot format that like, you can start selling it before you even create. And it's an amazing test because what happens after that program, people go basically in a couple of directions. One direction would be like, oh my gosh, I know so much more than I thought I knew. I can't believe all of these people think that I'm the best thing since sliced bread and look at the transformation I'm providing. I love it. I'll embrace it and I'll do more of it. So that's one way how it can go. The other way uh, it can go is after people work in this online program with their ideal clients, they realize those are not the people I want to work with, or this is not the topic I want to teach, or you know what? I thought my heart was in it, but I'm not. So having like even that clarity on this is exactly what I want to do versus yeah, I've tried this. I thought I would like this people or I thought I'd like this topic, but that's definitely not for me. And then you go and look for a different direction, look for a different focus. That will save you years and years of agony, of trial and error, trying to, in your head, figure out what you're good at. So putting it into practice, putting into a program and immediately working with people on helping them through that method or process gives you like the most amount of clarity you can get in your business. Yeah, is that helpful, Monica? Just want to make sure that answered your yes, question. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I think what I've found, I've, I've been in business in this business I have now for about six years and you know, it's, I'm really committed to it. There's no way I'm there's, it's almost like there's nothing else I could do. Yeah. Like, this is what I've dedicated my life to is transformation. So, um, however, you know, I just think that cause I coach a lot of women, like that is one of the stumbling blocks is, the recognition that our expertise actually matters and it actually does help people. There's a lot of self, uh, yeah. I would say sabotage, you know, in the beginning. So yeah. Well, that's a big part of what, what I think we all need to, to work on. So thank you. For sure. Well, thanks coming for coming up here and asking your question, Monica. Um, Scott, I see you there. Do me a favor, guys. If uh, if you have your hand raised, just because I know there were some people who raised their hand earlier when I asked the question, just to, and to show some love to Alina, um, take your hand down right now if your hand is currently raised, and then raise your hand again if you do want to come up and ask a question, because I just want to make sure uh, that the people who have their hand raised are actually people who want to come up. So, okay. Uh, all right. So let me, let me do that. I'm going to bring you up, Rich. I see you there. Um, and just go ahead and accept that and we should be good to go. All right. So let me, let me ask you this, Alina, cause I got a couple more questions. Then we'll jump over to Scott and then it looks like Rich has a question and a couple others as well. Um, well, let's, let's talk about this because it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, we're talking about how to turn your expertise into, into money. You actually just released the second book in your series, uh, which I want to make sure we have an opportunity to talk about. So the second book um, in your series, it, uh, I guess it's just actually coming out today, which is pretty cool. So thanks for hanging out with us on book release day, uh, is called Leverage Your Expertise. So uh, remind everyone what the what the first book was in the series, and then uh, just a brief overview of, I mean, it's pretty obvious by the title, but just a, a brief overview in terms of what Leverage Your Expertise is about. Yeah, sure. So this is, as you just said, it's a second 
book in our series. So the first uh, book was Teacher Expertise, which is going through a lot of the similar concept as we were just talking with Monica and right before that. How do you actually recognize that expertise in yourself? So if you have not claimed that expertise, if you have not narrowed it down to one focus, one direction, like that book would be for you. So it's called Teacher Expertise. And the one we just released today, so A, and thank you for celebrating this amazing big day for us today. It's called Leverage Your Expertise. So now we're taking it from the point of, yes, you already know what your expertise is. How do we create this business in a leveraged format? As I was sharing earlier, my first business was completely unleveraged. Everything was on me. I had to show up. I could not take days off. If I stopped working, I stopped making money. And I couldn't grow it anymore because I just simply ran out of number of hours in a week. So when I created this business, this concept of creating a scalable business that I can scale in a way that instead of working with one pe person, I can work with 10 or I can work with 100 people still only spending the same hour or two every week. Like that's what I wanted to create. And the key to having a scalable business is having lots of pieces of leverage in your business. So as you are thinking of creating offers, as you're thinking about your enrollment process, as you're thinking of what kind of expertise, resources, and connections you have, everything can be leveraged. So this book basically goes over some of the foundational framework on what does it take to create a, a scalable six-figure business. We talk about some of the pillars of leverage. We can talk about that in a little bit more detail here as well. And uh, so you have some practical strategies and tips how you can grow your business. And it's not a cookie cutter. It's not like my way or highway. I'm giving you the principles and then you can build the building blocks to create whatever business you actually want to create. As long as you have those foundational pieces in place. And then this book is also a compilation story, compilation book of stories of some of my clients and students who've used these techniques to add leverage to their own business. So I have 15 amazing contributors from different areas of business from like some people used to have a face-to-face -face brick and mortar business and then they went online. Some people just started their online business after leaving a corporate job. Some people have had a whole bunch of different businesses that never went anywhere. So different levels of businesses, different different levels of expertise. And they all share how they've used these these foundations framework to create more leverage with their time, with their resources, and how they serve a lot more people while creating a bigger impact and still saving that entrepreneurial freedom and time for themselves. Nice. So that's what the book is all about. Yeah, appreciate that. And uh, I assume Amazon and all the... Find places where books are sold, leverage your expertise out today. So, yes, well, and because it's today, we have a super, super special uh, gift for people. Oh, cool. So, if you go to Amazon right now, you can grab it for just 99 cents. And for anybody who downloads it today and sends us your receipt to book at businesssuccessedge.com, I'm going to give you a couple of my trainings, so worth over $1,000. So you're going to get a PDF of the book if you don't like Kindle. And you're also going to get my training, brand new training I just created last week called Own Your Expertise. So again, it goes way deeper into the, the thing of how do you discover your expertise, how do you cross it with your passion, and how do you make sure you have a marketplace that wants what you want to offer. And the second training is called Six Figure Idea. 
it's a training on how to come up with the marketable idea that you know people will want to buy. So it's more about market research, about validating ideas and comparing them with each other. So all you have to do is grab the book for 99 cents on Amazon, send us a receipt to book at businesssuccessedge.com and we'll send you $1,000 worth of trainings today. <laughs> so there you go. That's a very, only happening for a limited time, only this for the next couple of days. All right. Well, hopefully yeah, they'll be able to get something if they're listening to the podcast after this comes out you'll you'll take care of in in some way but yeah obviously you guys are hanging out here with us live today um scott what's going on my friend good to see you what is your question for alina it is so great to have alina on and welcome to clubhouse and i am now officially uh following you i just wanted to um explain that I'm following uh, my mentor, Steve Olsher. I've got a podcast. I've uh, put together an online course. I just finished audio domination and looking forward to doing some public speaking. But as I pull this package together, Alina, my question for you is marketing. How best, without spending a fortune, can you get this kind of information and your products out that you would recommend? I'm Scott, and I'm off. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for following me, Scott, and for, for congratulating me on being on Clubhouse. Um, so really good question. I think after the question on what exactly can I create in my business, the, what's my expertise and what, how can I package it? The next most common question is how do I get people to buy it, which is all of your marketing thing. And there's a big section in my book on specifically the marketing aspect of it. The biggest mistake I see people make is they try to to be everywhere and they're trying to share that message with pretty much everyone they can think of and when you have uh, when you are on like 50 different platforms and when you are trying to be everywhere and be visible everywhere your message gets super diluted so this is why like one of the reasons I am, have not been on a clubhouse is I chose my platform and I stick to it because that's where you develop relationships, that's the platform you master, and that's what's gonna give you the best bang for your buck. Because instead of trying to master a whole bunch of different platforms and being like mediocre, be really, really good at one platform. So for Steve, like obviously he's first embraced the podcast, now he's in this whole audio domination and with the clubhouse and with the club pod. But notice how he's not necessarily on LinkedIn and he's not necessarily on Facebook. He might have presence there, but that's not his main platform. So the first step I would encourage you to do is choose one platform you're going to be really, really, really good at. And of course, make sure that your people are using that platform. It's the right platform for your business. The second thing I would say is choose one specific uh, conversion mechanism, one specific method. Again, you're going to master. So if you look at how to leverage your time what we all do is we jump from one concept to another concept like i'm going to do webinars no i'm going to do five-day challenges no i'm going to be everywhere in clubhouse and people most of them only stick to a specific strategy for like two or three weeks in a row and that's it and then they give up or they see another shiny object and they start moving off of it so if you actually make a commitment to 
choose one expertise, stick to it for a year, like create a program or training around it that you can sell, and then choose one platform you're going to get really good at and start developing relationships, and choose one specific strategy. Again, the key is that you're going to master and you're going to get really good at. This is going to save you tons of time, tons of money in buying lots of different programs and following a whole bunch of different mentors. So stick to one or two conversion mechanisms, and that's it. Like All you need to do is stick to one marketing method, one platform, and offer one, one offer around your expertise. And that's going to be the easiest marketing way for you. Again, that's going to leverage your time, leverage your resources, and it's going to give you the best possible results. Well, that's amazing. Thank you, Alina. Appreciate you being on Clubhouse and appreciate your knowledge. Have a great day. Awesome. Thank you, Scott. Thanks, Scott. All right, let me let me ask you a question, and, uh, and then we'll jump over to Rebecca. If you guys are just joining us, welcome, welcome. We are hanging out with Alina Vincent, the one and only Alina Vincent. Um, you've probably seen Alina online doing her online challenges, helping people leverage their expertise, create high profit programs, and all that uh, all that great stuff in terms of turning your your expertise into revenue. And so, this is a rare opportunity. Matter of fact, this is Alina's first time here hanging out with us on Clubhouse. So we are honored for that, especially to be hanging out here in Club Pod with her. Uh, so it's a rare opportunity to ask your question of, uh, of someone who's helped literally thousands of people turn their expertise into online courses, into revenue, into brands, into real businesses. And uh, and so if you've been struggling with just, you know, how do you how do you do this? What do you do to, to really take advantage of everything that's available here in the online world? And as far as Facebook, as far as challenges, as far as you name it, uh, in the world of, uh, of, of online marketing, online branding, uh, course creation, sale, I mean, just very, very few people have the breadth of expertise uh, as Alina does. So it's really just an honor and a privilege to, to have her here um, Rich, just so you know, I did try to bring you up a couple times. You got to hit that button to uh, accept that. Donna, I tried to bring you up a couple times. You got to hit that button to accept it, and uh, and then you can join us. And there you go, Rich. See, now I'm going to mute you. You joined us. We're good on that. Uh, but let's get to Rebecca first. And so, Rebecca, thanks for coming up. Thanks for hanging out here with us in Club Pod. What's your question for Alina Vincent? Thank you, Steve. Thank you for having me on your stage. I actually came up just to confirm what Alina, Alina has been sharing with us. Um, I'm actually a living testimony of all that she's been sharing. Um, a few years ago, I felt stuck and very unfulfilled in my career until I follow a three-step process just like Alina has, has been sharing with us. Um, I had to actually recognized where I was at that time and then looked at where I wanted to find myself in terms of career and then how to get there. So, Rebecca, let me ask you to do this. Just appreciate the story. Uh, I just want to make sure this is of service to everyone here and let's get to, uh, you know, let's get to the question if we can. So just start it out as my question is, uh, and that would be really, really helpful. Okay. Just as, as I was saying, I really don't have a question. I just wanted to confirm what Alina has been ah. saying, sharing with them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, I mean, then let's... you to recognize him. Yeah, and I appreciate that. All right, so let's do this just because we've got a limited amount of time here, and I want to get to as many questions as possible. 
Uh, let me kick it over to Rich. Thank you for confirming uh, what Elena do is doing is working, and uh, I'm glad it's working for you as well. So let me let me kick it over to Rich. Rich, uh, why don't you just start with my question is, and then let's uh, let's see if we can't get Alina Vincent to provide her expertise and uh, help solve something here for you. So just unmute yourself and uh, and just start with my question is. But you got to unmute yourself. There you Hi go. There. <laughs> You're good. All right, Sweepy, thank you very much. So I'd be a bad learner if I didn't start with my question is. So here it goes. My question is, Alina, can you please expand on the comment that you kind of matter-of-factly said, but it didn't get a spotlight, divine gifts and downloads you have? You talk, your want, your words are wonderful, PhD in life, your unique contribution and claiming your expertise, but you mentioned divine gifts and downloads that you have. You must be a person of faith. How do you help people see their divine gifts and downloads and realize that they have them? Ooh, great question. Super cool. Um, so I actually work with a lot of people who are um, spiritual guides or spiritual gurus or they're healers. And a lot of them were not necessarily born with that. Some of them were born with that, but some like something happened in their lives and something got released. And all of a sudden they have these, either their intuition got fine-tuned or they got download of what the specific matrix of something is and now they can help people around decision making, around the clarity, around finding their fulfillment. So I actually work with a lot of people where their expertise does not necessarily come from, I went to school and I got this degree or I work these three jobs and I have these experiences and these skills. I work with quite a few of my clients are actually people who have amazing gifts that somehow they were given and doesn't matter like you don't have to be religious um just like if you already know you have that i work with a lot of people who have those gifts but don't know how to monetize it don't know how to explain it to people don't know how to put into the practical offer that they can sell so they a lot of them struggle with actually making money from these gifts that they have. So I don't know if it's, hopefully it's answering your question and I can I can keep going, but the, the hard part is when something's so intangible, like let's say you have psychic abilities or you have huge intuition thing, or you're getting downloads when you're talking and coaching people and all of a sudden you know exactly what to say, you have the right words flowing and if somebody would ask you where is it coming from, they're like, I don't know, I'm just getting these downloads. <laughs> so I help a lot of people with the, making it grounded and practical and putting um, it on offers. Well, I, I um, that's a wonderful response and <laughs> you, you are a natural. I, I will lift you up for about five seconds and say, you call yourself a teacher, but you are a lifelong learner and you have that caring heart of a teacher that wants people to not only learn, but also move forward with their gift and so bless you and steve what a choice to have alina on i lift you up too thank you alina i'm rich and i'm out well thanks rich appreciate you being here good hanging out all right let's do this we're, we're gonna have alina here for just i don't know maybe five ish more minutes or so maybe 10 minutes max so i want to make sure that if anyone has a question before we wrap up here that you have that opportunity to ask your question. And so again, just raise your hand if you're here in Club Pod for the first time 
welcome. Make sure you put your thumb on that little green house up at the top uh, and join us here in Club Pod. And let's show Alina some love. Let's get her some follows. This is her first time ever here on Clubhouse. So super cool having you here in, in Club Pod. And I will tell you this, having watched you grow personally and professionally over the last five, six years, I don't think we can still put quite that number on it in terms of how long we've known each other, but it's been a number of years already. It's just been super cool to see how much of a player you have become in this world of online marketing. One of the things that I think kind of goes under the radar, and you talk about teaching your expertise, right? Really leveraging your expertise. One of the things that I th- I personally believe that people greatly undervalue are their their networks, right? The the people that they know. Now these can be people who subscribe to their email list or they follow them on social or these are people in their network that they can reach out to with just simply an, an email or a phone call. I bring this up because one of the things that you have done especially in the last couple of years, is you have said, you know what? There are other ways to be able to generate revenue online. There are other ways to be able to leverage my expertise and turn the interest that people have in what I'm doing into other sources of revenue. And you've done this by being what they call an affiliate partner for people who have other products, programs, and services. So I'm bringing this up because maybe you the euphemistic you that I'm talking to right now, not Alina, but you, maybe you don't have your own online course and that's okay. There are still ways that you can leverage the following that you've built, no matter how big or or how small. Alina has been able to, to do exactly that by sharing other people's products, programs, and services. So in addition to having her own, and it's taking her years to really get to the point of having highly profitable programs that sell on a consistent basis. One of the things that she's been really good at is being able to share what other people are doing with her audience. So maybe this is something you can do as well, even if you don't have an online course, even if you don't have a product or a program or a service. And Alina, you've been able to actually make pretty good money by sharing who you are, having people come into your world, and then you're sharing other people's products, programs, and services, and you've won, meaning you've come in first place, sold the most amount of those programs for other people, and then you get paid a commission off of those sales. So I'd love for people to to hear just a little bit on that from you, because there are some people hearing this right now that perhaps don't have an interest in creating an online program, but they do have an interest in just sharing their expertise. And then this is another opportunity for them to monetize those people who are interested in what they're doing. So that was a very long-winded way of asking you to talk about affiliate marketing and how have you become so good at it to the point where you're actually winning so many of these uh, affiliate contests right now? (laughs) That's going to be a long answer to that. So I'm going to actually answer it from a little bit different perspective. So I'm going to take it back to the leverage and then I'm going to talk about what you actually asked me. So one of the things that I've identified in creating scalable business is there's actually five pillars of leverage that you need to be aware of. And affiliate marketing falls under one of those leverages, under one of those pillars. So the 
like I'm just going to quickly go through them. Yeah, please. So I think this would be really helpful for people. Absolutely. Right. And this is and this is why I do it. And this is why it's part of how I grow my business. And I know you play in that field as well. But this is why, like for those of you who are just kind of listening to it, even though we're kind of talking about leveraging your expertise, it's only the very first pillar. So the very first pillar of five pillars of leverage is you got to leverage your expertise, your knowledge, your unique abilities. That's the first one. The second one is actually leveraging your human capital. And this is what you're talking about. This is leveraging your network, your connections, your influence, the people whose ear you have. So that's the second uh, level second pillar of leverage and then we have leveraging your resources and assets leveraging your accomplishments and successes and leveraging the expertise of your mentors and if you want to read more about it you can get it in my book the leverage your expertise so let's talk now about like that specific leverage of your connections and your platforms so to me the definition of a platform is access to people so you always should be growing your platform so your platform like the easiest one to think of is your email list uh, one of my other choices for my platform is to uh, grow Facebook groups. So I have a Facebook group with 35,000 people in it. That's where I have my followers. That's where I have my connections. That's where I build relationships. Steve, for you, you have this club pod. So you have this, you have your own list and you also have the community where people can talk to each other and connect with each other. Once you start building those, your like basically your followers, that human capital, not only you're leveraging your connections to them, but now you can start leveraging their connections to their colleagues, friends, and other people you know. So the effect of growing your community, growing that following is exponential. And the way I uh, monetize some of that, because anything you do in your business has to have an ROI. If you're spending time on it, it has to create an impact or some kind of a profit for your business, not just the impact on the people that you serve. And for me, the monetization of it is I find super amazing experts who do amazing job in the world, who are really, really good at uh, what they do and something that I don't do. So for example, I don't teach people about podcasts. I don't teach people about um, like how to, what to do on Clubhouse, obviously, because that's not my expertise. But my people, my followers might need this. So that's why I would, could bring you, Steve, up and bring it, and I've done it multiple times, I could bring you into my Facebook group and interview you there to, so you can share your own programs. So it's a really easy way of uh, create a win-win-win situation where my people are winning because they're getting exposed to amazing experts, somebody who I've vetted, somebody who I've recommended, and somebody who I know they're going to take care of my people. It's a win for the people who I bring and like do some kind of affiliate marketing or joint venture partnerships so we can highlight them and their expertise. And it's a win for me because like there's some kind of a compensation sometimes or like you're creating an amazing relationship, but there's something for me in it as well. So if you look at it as a business concept, it totally falls into that second pillar of leverage on how do you utilize the connection, influence, and uh, network that you've already created. Yeah, that's super helpful. And so I want to make sure that people have an opportunity one more time to to hear, you, you mentioned them earlier, but I know the book just dropped today, uh, which is called Leverage Your Expertise. And 99 cents on Amazon right now. And then you said if they email a receipt to book at businesssuccessedge.com, and then there's a, a couple other bonuses they get as well. I just want you to, just to share those one more time. 
Sure. Well, so first of all, if you're listening to this as a podcast and our launch period is over, there's still 16 gifts included in the book itself. So even if you're just downloading the book right now, there's going to be another package of thousands of dollars of gifts, trainings, templates, mini courses that every single one of the authors contributed to the book. And that's going to be there forever and ever. So whenever you're listening to it, you're going to get access to that for just the next couple of days, because the book is just getting released today. Uh, we have a special special offer that if you email your receipt of the book, and it could be like just 99 cents, we also have a paperback if you would rather have that, uh, but email us receipt at book at businesssuccessedge.com, and I'm going to give you instant access to two of my uh, super amazing trainings around this concept of leveraging expertise. One is called Own Your Expertise, and that's going to teach you how to dig deep inside of you, find your expertise, find your passion, and make sure you're creating something that people want to buy. And the second one is called uh, Six Figure Idea, and that's going to help you do market research, evaluate what people are already searching for, what they're looking for for. So again, you are creating, you're choosing the most marketable idea out of lots of different ideas you might have. And in addition, you also get a PDF of the whole entire book if you don't like using Kindle or don't have a Kindle. So all of this is only available for the next couple of days. However, the gifts that come with the book itself are going to be there forever and ever. And it's on Amazon called Leverage Your Expertise. Awesome. All right, let me ask you another uh, question here before we start heading towards the, the, the home stretch here, which is, what, what is your take? I mean, you've been actively involved in the world of online marketing, and I know you've seen a lot of people position themselves as, as these mm, experts and kind of the, the gurus, if you will, of their, of their respective niches. Do you think it is easier today to build a tribe of following and then be able to move those those folks who who resonate with what you're doing in irrelevant products, programs, and services? Is it easier today? Or was it easier maybe a few years ago when you first got started? I'm just curious what your take is on, on kind of, you know, what, what what's your pulse on the world of online marketing right now? And what's the first thing that you would suggest someone does if they're really just getting started in that world? Great question. Oh my gosh, I love that question. And uh, the reason I love this question is I had exactly the same question when I was starting out about seven years ago when we first met. And I felt like I was behind the the curve, like that everybody already had the big businesses. I remember sitting in a room with a whole bunch of people who already had like multi-million dollar businesses, huge followings, huge lists, and I had zero. I had nothing. And I remember that thought going through my head, like I'm too late. I should have started this 10 years ago. And guess what? If I would have believed that thought, I would not be where I am right now. And right now, a lot of those people who were the big like untouchable names back then now they're my clients or they're my friends and like it's in a completely different place so basically as long as you believe in yourself anything is possible as far as when is it easier you know what when you're ready that's when you should be doing it you should not be looking like oh should have should i do it two years from now should i maybe I should have done the three years ago. You can't change that. So start now. If you feel like you have something to share, there's people who need your help. If you want to create impact and increase your profits and have a profitable business, the time is like not to think of what's going on in your head, all of the doubts and insecurities, just start now. Now, a little bit more, like if we pull back a little bit from the, the, the inner game of when should I start? And we look at what's happening in the market. Yes, 
the the digital noise and how many people are making offers and creating programs and are being vocal about their expertise, it keeps increasing. But we also have a huge increase in how many people are searching for help online. With everything that's been happening with COVID, there's been a huge explosion of people joining online platforms, social media platforms. Our world became hugely digital centric. And the what happened over the last year was a huge amount of adoption that it's okay to learn stuff online. It's okay to go through online trainings. It's okay to be on Zoom. And that's okay to get online programs. So if you even compare two years ago to now, there's more people searching for help and are open to learn in a digital format, open to learn from somebody online, open to learn from somebody in a different country and in a virtual environment. So in reality, there's probably way more possibilities right now to be in the online space and showcasing your expertise. Another thing that COVID did was it kind of uh, leveled the ground, uh, the playing field a little bit, because we used to have some of the big names who've been doing business as usual for 10, 15, 20 years. It's hard to compete with somebody who has that big momentum. But after COVID, with the whole idea of the new normal, some of that stuff became obsolete. So right now, what people are looking for, they're looking for new solutions for this new world, for how we are adjusting and where we're going. And like the whole world has changed. So because of that, the new voices right now actually can be a lot more loud and a lot more clear because some of the old stuff no longer applies. And a lot of people, they just not in the position or they have no desire to redesign their whole academies and their whole like suite of courses. And so they're actually gonna be going and seeing less and less results and the new voices providing solutions that nobody even you we needed a year ago like the, it's a kind of it's a yes right now is the right time and yes there's people who are looking for it and um, i'm going to emphasize what people are looking for the most right now when they're looking for help solutions and advice and support online they're looking for things that are interactive they're looking for things that are that have experiences attached to them they're looking for very personalized solutions so this is again the importance of niching the importance of having a focus people are looking for solutions that look like they would created specifically for them. So not being uh, everything for everyone, but being very specific and very strategic on what your solution can provide. So if you have those three pieces, like you're good at something, so four pieces, you're good at something, it's your in your zone of genius, and you're creating ex interactive experience, a fine kind of experiences that are super personalized for the specific solution you're providing, you're going to be golden. No, it's really, really helpful. I appreciate you breaking it down like that. And and I will say this, which is, you know, one one of the things that I applaud you for for really doing here over the last number of years um, is being super, super focused, right? In terms of saying, this is what I'm gonna do in the world of challenges, and I'm gonna really just dig in here and and make Facebook my my primary platform, sort of my my core visibility strategy as we as we call it, if you will. So that being said, there are a lot of folks right now who are thinking about audio as as an option, right? Maybe through podcasting, maybe through social audio. Can you do and do you recommend like for your clients today, like do you recommend that they do both audio or Facebook? And like, I'm just trying to figure out like, where, is, it, is, is there an opportunity for folks to combine 
sort of two different channels to really build their following and, and leverage their expertise, or is it, or is it really just important? Because I, I guess that's where I'm I'm stuck right now. I was just trying to figure out like, should this be audio? Should this be combined with something else like a Facebook and go deep on that as well, or just stay in your lane and 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 pick that horse? Because I again really applaud the fact that you've been so specific around Facebook for so many years, and I know that's so hard for for so many, including myself. So just Again, I know I said we were gonna gonna wrap up here, but I just want to make sure because just one more question. Can you just answer that one before we go? Absolutely. Okay, let me see if I can answer it kind of quickly because I have like twenty different ideas swirling in my head. So first of all, thank you for applauding me, but that's not where I started. I did it because I've learned the hard way not to do the other way. <laughs> so when I first started this business, this coaching business, I followed this advice that you have to be everywhere and you have to be on every platform. And I seriously, I have an account on Instagram. I have an account on Pinterest and LinkedIn and Twitter and YouTube and whatever else used to be a Periscope and Blab. And I was trying to post every single day on every one of those platforms. And it was not really sustainable. I ran out again of hours of like, because you have to reformat the pictures and resize them and make sure the the content fits into the format like twitter has to be shorter and facebook could be longer and i was spending a lot of time trying to get visible and eventually i ran out of time so i hired someone and i spent thousands of dollars having somebody else in my business do this like be visible everywhere show up make sure you connect with people and not until probably like a couple of years into my business i did something very smart which i highly recommend you all do is I looked at my numbers. So I was doing a launch and we were promoting on every single platform. So what I did is I created a tracking link for every single method we were using. And at the end of the launch, we looked at our numbers. And what it turned out was that we were spending pretty much the same amount of effort on all of the different platforms, but 80% of our leads and clients came from Facebook. And that's when I had to make a hard decision, like just looking at the numbers. You know what? I'm going to let go of every single platform. Like like if you look at my Instagram right now, please don't. <laughs> You'll probably see that the last picture was like a picture of my dinner from like six years ago. Like, And I, I completely stopped cold turkey. And I said, this is where my people are. This is where I'm getting the most ROI for my time and investment. And this is what I'm going to stick to. And that's what I did for the last five, six years, I've been sticking to that one specific strategy. And of course, I have my foot here and there, like I'm playing on Clubhouse today. But to answer your question, you have to master one platform and then add more. So if you feel right now that you've conquered the clubhouse and you have this amazing club pod and you know how to do it, you can do it in your sleep, right? Then it's okay to have another additional source of leads or another different community. And again, look at your numbers. Like if you create, let's say, a Facebook group and start reaching out to people there, compare your numbers. How many hours are you spending on this platform versus another? And where are you getting leads and where are you getting clients? Where impact? people actually pulling out their wallets, getting their credit cards out and talking to you because we're not doing, we're not being everywhere for the sake of being everywhere. You have to look at it as a profitable business. So my advice for you is try it. If you feel like you want to add a different aspect of how you interact with your followers, do it, but then check your numbers on a regular basis and see if it makes sense. Like you are at the point in your business where 
like it's not gonna hurt you if it doesn't work yeah <laughs> and you're gonna either discover something amazing and say like yes i love this or you're gonna say you know what it's not worth my time it was fun for a little bit but i'm gonna focus on where i'm getting better results for my business yeah well look alina it's been great hanging out with you here and uh certainly appreciate the fact that you have made this uh your initial voyage on clubhouse hanging out with us here in club pod uh, again definitely check out alina's book leverage your expertise uh and alina if people want to connect with you what's uh, what's the best place for them to go what should they do and you got to unmute yourself. <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Yes. Uh -huh. um, so the best thing to do right now is grab my book, uh, Leverage Your Expertise. You're going to get tons of practical advice and a lot of inspiration and really motivational stories of people who've been there and have done it and have results to show. And this will get you connected with us so we can send you more uh, more information. Like if you let us send us your receipt and we'll connect with you. But if you want to see and hang out where my community is, find Facebook group called Business Owners Who Think Big. So business owners who think big on Facebook, join us and we have a whole bunch of party celebration challenges and uh, amazing experts in that group as well. Sounds really good. All right, my friend, great hanging out with you. And thanks so much for all of the stellar advice. And I uh, hope you guys got as much out of this as we did. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast edition here, make sure that you join us in Clubhouse, uh, in Club Pod. And uh, we've got rooms going pretty much every day around the world of podcasting, podcast culture, the industry, et cetera. So make sure you join us here uh, in Club Pod. You're in Club Pod and you missed any of this. This will be released as a full episode of my podcast, which is called Reinvention Radio. So definitely check that out. And uh, before you go, make sure you give Alina a follow, give myself a follow if you're not following us. Put your thumb on that little greenhouse and follow Club Pod. And as our way of saying thank you for hanging out with us here in Club Pod, make sure you go to clubpod.club uh, and there you can grab a free lifetime subscription to podcast magazine. It's a private backdoor link that we share. So clubpod.club. And uh, if you have an interest in leading rooms for us here in Club Pod, and you can host a room at the same time on the same day, every single week, of course, there are exceptions, but every single week, uh, we are in the process of onboarding new Club Pod leaders as well. So you can go to clubpod.club. You'll see the application there. Uh, and we'd love to have you join us for that fun. We will leave it at that. Thank you so much to Alina Vincent for hanging out here today with us on this live edition of Reinvention Radio inside of Club Pod. We'll make it official and we'll talk to you guys here really, really soon. Take care, everybody. You just got dismantled. Thanks for listening to Reinvention Radio. For more information about the show and your host, Steve Olsher, visit reinventionradio.com. 